episode 21 community is fit podcast what are you talking about this week bs bs back squats nope oh bullshit Ooh. yeah Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. why getting edgy more specifically battling the bullshit okay why because it is prevalent in everything everything not, not just you know fitness culture and nutrition but within our own minds within um our own habits everything okay thinking of one example uh seth you were talking about fitness yeah in the fitness industry yeah obviously this one's pretty obvious as far as the uh, bullshit in the fitness industry it's it's everywhere um we see the newest elliptical that burns 33 percent more fat per minute and the get six pack abs in 10 seconds four days a week all the just bs that all all that's doing is replacing hard work Mm -hmm. right it's taking the hard work out of exercise out of getting fit and it's trying to sell you on working less for more results Mm -hmm. and it's just bs we are as humans designed to work hard Mm -hmm. right we don't build houses by hands anymore most of us we don't live off the land we don't hunt and gather um we need to express some type of hard work and we're just not doing it anymore Mm -hmm. and these fitness industries some of them have found that we as humans now are lazy. We like to be lazy. We like to conserve energy, and if we can get a result doing less, we're gonna choose that path. Mm -hmm. And it just doesn't lean to the result you're looking for. What experiences have you seen with people? Because we kind of talked about one thing was uh, bad habits. And when you're tired, you're going to revert back to those bad habits. What, What things have you seen compared to like fitness yeah, those in, I mean, looking at, looking at movement patterns, a big one is like the rounding of the back. That's probably the most obvious one. You know, it is harder to keep your back flat by keeping your core tight when you bend over to pick stuff up. And I don't even mean like deadlifting and cleaning. I'm talking about picking up the pen you drop, um, doing landscaping, moving furniture, right? We're just, we're lazy. We mm-hmm. take the easiest route, which is rounding at the back and doing things the easier way as opposed to doing things a little bit harder kind of bringing back the hard work and reaping the benefits of doing hard things over and over and over again Mm -hmm. so that's kind of some of the bs that's in the fitness world and it's still prevalent you still see jillian michaels with their thousandth dvd coming out on whatever it is this week you know what i mean everybody tries it out i love you jillian (laughs) (laughs) but yeah. If you see this, if here's you, if my you, number. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against you particularly, just your videos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I see it. I see it with nutrition, mm-hmm. especially my own nutrition, because you said we revert back to bad habits. Well, Cody's talked about this before. If you have habits of uh, compulsive eating or emotional eating, where you have a bad day and you go home and you just you just want a bowl of ice cream, and it turns into the whole half gallon or the pint of ice cream. <laughs> Not Halo Top. I'm talking the good stuff. <laughs> the yeah. Ben and Jerry's. The, uh, even better. Yeah. Yeah. But with nutrition, how, how we revert back and we go back to these bullcrap habits or we buy into these just, it's just the bullcrap industry that tries to sell you something. Yep. They're trying to sell you this quick, fi- quick fix of take this shake in the morning and you'll be good to go. Well, you're just supplementing real food is all you're really doing. It's all the the shakes or the pills or Mm -hmm. uh, eat this way, not that way. It's low carb, high fat. No, it's high fat, low carb. No, it's uh, living, you know, the paleo lifestyle, which is 
essentially just uh, you know plants and uh, and animals and there's no room for anything else if you're not going to stick to this prescription you know then you're just you're not doing it right with this huge that that brings up the next point with this huge overabundance of information how does somebody start to sift through all the bs a couple in my opinion one of the first things that you do is you find if you're not willing to like get your hands dirty and start you know reading and researching and doing this find somebody who is going to do that okay do um, it for, for you. you which is us essentially yeah. right i mean part of part of our calling and obligation to our community is to take in information do our best to you know objectively look at it disseminate the information and then and then disperse it mm -hmm. one of the things that we do you know collecting information Perfect example, in the last week, I've got to watch a couple of different documentaries. One was called The Food Choice, which is basically a pro high carbohydrate diet. Uh, very little, one of the doctors on there recommends that, you know, people in this day and age only need to get uh, two to 3% of their total daily caloric intake coming from protein. Okay. The other one that I watched was The Magic Pill, which was the ketogenic diet, which says, zero or no carbs um, and all healthy fats and proteins mm -hmm. realizing that there is value in some information and pieces from both of these and then taking kind of the valuable stuff and letting the bullshit go mm -hmm. that's where um that's where the magic is at mm -hmm. right that's where the good stuff is at being able to be like to to hold two things as being true in the same time like yeah, you know what, there are some really great concepts of a high, higher carbohydrate, plant-based, real food diet. There are also some really great things from a ketogenic diet, which is, you know, no refined carbohydrates, sugars, starches, that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Being able to take the pieces and parts from both of these and be like, this is true and this is true. This is, this part of it's bullshit. Mm -hmm. This part of it's bullshit. Okay, let's go ahead and take this and now we will convey that back to our community. We talked about that in fitness also, that with fitness, uh, we, we talked about when CrossFit first started, what kind of tainted CrossFit, or the name was, CrossFit's the, the absolute truth. Everybody needs to do only CrossFit. Yeah. Bodybuilders, no. Yeah, well the thing about it was, people were so excited about it, and it was, all, it was a cultural revolution, mm -hmm. right, in, in the fitness industry. Everybody was so jacked up and be like, dude, CrossFit is the way, the truth, and the light, man. If you're not doing CrossFit, then you, you're, you got it wrong, bro. There's no room for this, and there's no, we need to be taking all this. We, you need to be doing CrossFit. There's, it's inarguable that CrossFit has changed the fitness landscape over the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're seeing it with all these little boutique. I mean, you got Orange Theory Fitness. You got Fit Body Boot Camp. You got all these little things who are essentially doing CrossFit, mm -hmm. right? They're boot camp. Your local gym that calls it a boot camp class is doing CrossFit without barbells. Or hit class. Or hit class, right? High intensity interval training. Yep. That is constantly varied functional movements performed at relatively high intensity. That's CrossFit. Yep. They're all taking pieces and parts of it, but exactly where people turned it off, where CrossFit turned a lot of people off was it was like, fuck the bodybuilder, fuck the dude doing powerlifting. You need to be doing this. You guys don't know what you're talking about. You're dumb. There's no room for that in this space. 
But the truth is... There's room we, for pieces and parts of all of it. Absolutely. And you know what? CrossFit might be a really great thing for somebody to do for a while. And then maybe they want to branch off and focus more just on powerlifting. And now mm -hmm. I'm only supplementing CrossFit some of the time. Dude, that's one of the things that I'm doing right now. I'm focusing primarily on like the strength stuff in my programming. And I'll hit a Metcon, you know, two or three days a week. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Am I doing CrossFit? Yeah but I'm also doing Olympic weightlifting and powerlifting or all these other little things. Yep. People, that's, that's where as a person, you gotta kind of figure out what you want and sift through the other stuff, whether it's exercise, nutrition, um, self-talk, doubt, all that stuff. It's kind of, you have to do some work yourself, right? You have to kind of learn about different things, whether it's CrossFit, bodybuilding, cycling, learn about other avenues of fitness, Try them out, see what works best for you. Mm -hmm. We're not saying CrossFit's the best for everybody. We think it can be for anybody, but if it's not for you, it's not for you. Same thing with nutrition. Maybe you are keto, maybe you are paleo, maybe you're zone. You gotta learn about the other ones, what they can do, what they can't do, and experiment with some of them. So there's there's all these external things that, that come around with, with uh, with sifting through the bull crap, all this stuff that comes at us. You talked about fitness. Oh my gosh, should I watch the video? Oh, should I do abs? Oh, should I do the thigh master? What should I do? Well, we talked about during our other podcast, anything works if you do it consistently. Yep. But how do you sift through that? With our nutrition, how do we figure out, should I be on a keto diet? Should I just basically be eating real food mm -hmm. and stay away from the processed stuff? That's a great beginning. Yeah. Yep. A couple uh, ways to figure out how you should do it or where to start is A, do some research, or B, find someone who's smarter than you. Mm -hmm. right? There's always someone who knows more than you um, that you can reach out to, ask, talk to, and then it's kind of getting your hands dirty, yeah. doing it, doing that. something. That's the thing is I think you have to do it. You have yeah. to experiment with it yourself, and you have to play with it, and you got to be like, hey, these things of this particular prescription worked really well for me. Yep. These things didn't really work all that well for me. People get, people get too tied up in like this black and white, it's this or, this, it, or it's that. And that's where I think, uh, you know, CrossFit when it began failed a lot of people. I think that's where nutrition fails a lot of people mm -hmm. um, is they're like, no man, I'm keto, keto all the way. And it's, it's only keto, that, that, that's the only thing that works for me and nothing else works for me. No, man, I'm sorry, but it's paleo, right? And now all of a sudden we have opposing arguments when people need to understand that, you know, there are so many other factors that go into what the perfect prescription for you is. Not only, you know, what has your, uh, your culture been consuming for the last 100,000 years, right? What, uh, you know, what do you enjoy, right? Because if keto works really well for you, but you hate not having any sort of carbohydrate in your diet or very small portions, it's not gonna be sustainable, mm -hmm. right? People need to be able to play with these things and realize that the best thing for you is, is what is the best thing for you. Mm -hmm. you, talked about, you talked about an external thing of uh, junk. Yeah. Junk, junk culture, just. I think that we, and I took this from another documentary I checked out this week called uh, Minimalism. We are in what I would consider and what, you know, one of the people on there considers a junk culture mm -hmm. where there is an overabundance of stuff, whether it be information or products and services. I mean, I'm guilty of it. I've got a 
I've got a closet full of t-shirts and I probably wear 10 to 12 of them regularly, but I'm not going to throw any of them away because, <laughs> oh, well, well, I might wear that one day, right? It's been three years since I wore the thing, yep. but I might wear it, right? Kids, you know, get these, these toys that they absolutely have to have. They're $5, collect all 120 of them, right, to make the play set. They absolutely have to have it. They love it for a day. The next day, I want the other one. I want the next one. I want the next thing. Food is the same way, right? It's low nutrient density and high quality or high quantities, excuse me, right? And we can get that bulk food for on the cheap, mm-hmm. right? The amount of food you can get for $6 from McDonald's uh, is baffling. Mm-hmm. It is a mountain of food, but it's junk, right? Low nutrient density, uh, low, like the volume is high, but the, uh, the and the calories are high as well, mm-hmm. right? The, the good stuff is, is low, right? That is fitness, that is uh, nutrition, that is life in general, is there are all these things and these products and these services, and rather than like, hey, this is a really good one, hey, this is a real, I'm gonna try this one this week, and I'm gonna try this one next week, and I'm gonna try this one then, and we can spend an entire year bouncing from thing to thing and never getting any real value because it's all junk. Mm-hmm. So that's, I can see kind of a trend with this where we're, we're, first, we're first assessing all of the external things. Mm-hmm. When we can start to sort through the bull crap on the external to keep it away, maybe start with no external at first. Then we come kind of to the internal, your mind. Yeah. What about sifting through the bull crap in your mind? People have negative programming. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, in, it's kind of ingrained in us. Uh, how you're brought up? Most of us, right? How we're brought up, sure, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, I didn't make the, I was cut from the freshman basketball team. Mm-hmm. So I'm not good enough to play basketball. And all of a sudden we don't like basketball anymore for the rest of our lives. Seventh or, grade, I was cut from the seventh grade basketball team. Yeah. Too short and slow. Never tried basketball again. Never yeah. even played intramural basketball. Should have grew and got faster. I, just not gonna happen <laughs> with this guy. <laughs> Barely hatched little short legs. Done the best I can. <laughs> I did the best I could, I can't jump. <laughs> the tallest he got was seventh grade. <laughs> that was it. Poor little feller. Took me 34 years to grow a beard. <laughs> now it's still patchy. <laughs> But no, your mind, you, you get those things ingrained and they can be from childhood. Yeah. And you never do them again. Most of the time they are, even especially leading into not just the mind and how we talk to ourselves and how we project ourselves into the universe, but our habits. Mm-hmm. Whether that be like our good habits or bad habits, most of that stuff is formed very, very early on and it becomes ridiculously hard to break. Mm-hmm. Whether, especially around, you know, things like food and what makes you feel good when you're feeling, when you're, when, when you're down, right? Mm -hmm. For me, and I have this conversation with people all the time, whether it was something that was really, really good or something really, really bad, the reward Mm -hmm. system was based around food. Mm -hmm. It was, oh man, uh, I'm sorry you got your heart broken. Uh, Let's, you know, with my dad, let's sit down, have a beer and let's talk about it, Mm -hmm. right? With my mom, it was, hey, awesome job you got really good grades let's go out and get ice cream yep here's your birthday here's some cake mm-hmm. all of these really great experiences when we're young are centered around this food culture thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays because i get to spend all this time with my friends and family mm-hmm. uh, that i don't normally get 
but what are what is like the focal thing that brings everybody together? Pie. Pie. Food. <laughs> food. Pie Thanksgiving yeah. is coming. Right? I can't yeah. wait for pie. It's food that yeah. brings everybody together. And now all of a sudden I have all these positive associations with pie, yep. stuffing, mashed potatoes, uh, ridiculous amounts of turkey. Where's the place we always go when we when we have a meeting or we get together and chit chat about it? We go stuff. for breakfast. We go for breakfast or if it's in the evening, we, we go, go for a beer. We go grab a beer, we grab dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Because all that's ingrained in us. Our positive experiences are centered around food. Patterns. Yeah. It's crazy. At my uh, L1, one of the instructors, she was talking about she was raised on extremely healthy food. And for like birthdays and gatherings, they would get vegetables instead of cake and sweets. And she said when she is down, sad, mad, angry, her comfort food is like salad cucumbers hmm. carrots and it's it's crazy how it is actually ingrained it's not just like oh it just tastes really good like no you have there's a a response that your body has and you eat that stuff hmm. and she gets it from eating like vegetables she's like when i when i need an emotional break i eat veggies and it it triggers that response hmm. just crazy to me but it, it I like ice cream. There's more to it than same. sweets, chocolate. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, so do I. Things, yeah. But, but we're raised the same. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Right. Well, I mean, even if you look at kind of like your exercise and discipline habits, dude, how me and my my parents and I and our family we bonded when we were little is uh, we bonded over watching movies mm-hmm. or watching a, a TV series. Mm-hmm. That's how we spent our time, like bonding, and that is still something that I bring into my life today. If I want to just hang out and decompress and feel like I'm connecting. Uh, I'm gonna turn on a movie. Hey, let's go. Let's go to the movies. Let's watch a movie. Something like that. Some people, they their family bonds over, uh, you know, taking hiking trips and these sorts of things, and then they bring that positive mm-hmm. into adulthood. Mm-hmm. The part that I think more people need to do is start to take ownership of this shit, mm-hmm. right? Like, okay, awesome. You know what? Your this was how you bonded with your family for the first 18 years of your life, or this was like your positive reaffirmation but bro you're 18 now yeah you're gonna keep doing that shit now for the next 20 or 30 years and you're gonna keep blaming it on oh well it's just how we bonded Mm -hmm. when i was little. it's just it's what we did so i have i'm powerless over it Mm. or you gonna fix it or you're gonna fix it right that's that that's the battling the bullshit part uh on the i think on the internal side yeah Mm -hmm. you can't continue to be a victim to these things um that you know you were a byproduct of when you were little. It's just, it's ridiculous to keep, to keep blaming these sorts of things um, on your current lifestyle. You can change it. You have yeah. to. So how does, how do, how do the people listening sort through the bull crap with the abundance of our smartphones and everybody's got a, everybody's got a blog, everybody's got a podcast, everybody's throwing information out there. How do they, how do they begin to sort through this to say, this is valid or man this guy's just bullcrap well i think that's one thing that we talked about at breakfast uh this morning too was you know um one of the documentaries we were watching they talked about they will take somebody they will take a doctor who writes a book Mm -hmm. right and has all of these uh these studies and actual scientific research backing his point they'll bring him on to something like the news and what does the news want the news wants ratings what's one of the best ways to get ratings have two people arguing with each other so they will have this doctor, this nutrition expert, somebody who has years of research, right, way up here. They'll bring somebody with an opposing view who maybe has a blog and an opinion, 
right? Now they put these two on the same platform and now people see both of them as experts in the space about these things. Mm -hmm. It is insane because this dude has research, uh, schooling, years behind it. This dude writes a blog. <laughs> and now all of a sudden we as viewers see them as equals in a space. Yeah. yeah. That's the same thing that I think happens across all mediums. Social media is one of the big culprits, right? I mean, anybody who has a smartphone can now position themselves as an expert mm -hmm. in anything. I see it with my kids. They believe, they believe this stuff is absolute truth and they would never steer them the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I've seen it in a good example is in ministry, for example, where it used to be in the 40s and 50s that the most highly educated person was a guy standing up front. He could help you and guide you with anything that you needed because he had the education behind him. But nowadays, anybody can do it. You can stand up front. There's no education required. You don't have to know any research, no historical background, and anybody can do it. Yeah. And it's the same thing with our culture, with our blogs, with our children, that anybody's perceived as an expert, just like you said. If you keep talking about one thing long enough, people are going to be like, this dude knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Right? Yep. Make a podcast, make a video, but really you're just blowing smoke. I mean, there are people out there who are going to see what we're doing as, as bullshit to mm -hmm. sift through, right? Okay, perfect. But you know what? Give me an intelligent opposing view. Don't give me your opinion as to why you disagree or agree with these things, because that is, in my opinion, what allows us to like grow and adapt and overcome and, and become better versions of ourselves. Yeah. I'm tired of the opinion based arguments of everything. Mm -hmm. Right. Without trying, without trying something. Sure. Yeah. People who are like, oh, yeah, exactly. That's that goes back to the nutrition thing. Right. People are like, oh, man, keto is the way to go, bro. I wouldn't keto. Everything is keto. Keto this. OK, sweet. I understand why you feel that way. You have that experience. But have you tried um, Atkins? Right. Or have you tried Zone yeah. or Paleo? Have you tried these things? Or are you just going to stand so far over there in the corner and be the loudest talker in the room? Because that's the person uh, who people listen to. Yeah. Who's yelling the loudest? Yeah. Most of the time, that dude's yelling so loud uh, because he's full of shit. Yeah. He's trying to get you to come over to his side. Mm -hmm. He understands that, hey, if I speak enough and I speak loud enough, somebody's going to listen. And then somebody listens. Mm -hmm. And then they start talking <laughs> and yelling. So sift, sift through the bull crap. Yep. Sift through it. Look at, look at all the things that you're, that you're watching, that you're reading, that you're doing, that you're looking at on your phone. Mm -hmm. Can your time be spent doing something better? Are there other options? Explore those other options. Yeah, that's that's I think is the key. Explore it and or talk to someone you trust. Yeah. Right. There's so much information through all the media and all that stuff. Either try something, talk to someone you trust, or just don't knock. With your with your fitness, you said, Oh, I've been I've been doing CrossFit for a year, three days a week. I, my body's not changing. Well, what was it you said this morning that they need to do? Train more, train different. Train more, train different. Yep. If we're looking, I mean, that's not talking nutrition, right? Yeah. If, you, if you're hitting a plateau, you need to train more, train differently, or eat better. Mm -hmm. And everybody wants to they hit this plateau and they want the next pill. They want the next 10-day fix. They want... Fix it. Yeah. Fix it by, by fixing it. Mm -hmm. Eat better, train harder. Seems like a simple concept. It is, but it is. again, it's 
It's hard work. Yeah. It's not the easy way to go about it. It's yeah. hard. This is not easy. No. Yeah. So external issues, internal issues. We all battle. The bull crap comes from the outside. The bull crap comes from the inside. The bull crap comes from the stuff that we were ingrained with when we were little. And ultimately, we have to fix it ourselves. I think the first step really starts with becoming kind of the gatekeeper mm-hmm. of your own of your own mm-hmm. mind. Yeah. Right. You have to stand guard at the gates of your mind at all time and be aware of that everything is influencing you. Yeah. What you see, what you read, what you watch, what you see on Instagram, all that. It's it every piece of information that you consume is influencing your decision. And in the nutrition space, when you're making over 200 nutritional decisions a day, mm-hmm. marketing and the billions of dollars that's pumped into that can can play a huge role in your decision making. Mm-hmm. But that's noise and it's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Take ownership of your decision making. Don't let, don't blame it on these other things. Take ownership of, of your life and then you can start going from there. Yeah. Right. As simple as do, oh, I don't have time to do this. Yeah. I don't have time to research these things. Right. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Bullshit. Yep. Battle it. That's it. Battle it. I'm Don. Cody. Seth. <laughs> See you next time. Thank you.